Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Essentially Blue podcast. My name is Tommy. I'm your host. So I'm joined by three amazing guests, Timeji, Amaka and Adjo. They're all Chelsea fans, so I'm looking forward to have to have a good conversation about the match that happened over the weekend. So Chelsea Crystal Palace. We're gonna talk about most of the details that happened during the match. So Ziyech's amazing goal. I mean you could call it amazing, but it was a really nice half volley. So we're gonna talk about that. Then we're gonna talk about like all the things surrounding Chelsea, a certain number nine. <laughs> you know. But yeah, let me not give in too much. So we're also gonna preview the Lille match coming up on Tuesday. And also we're gonna look forward to the Carabao showdown coming up on sunday at wembley so hopefully we more trophies for chelsea and yeah i'm looking forward to picking the brains of my guests today finally we're gonna have like a question and answer thing towards the end of the podcast so stay tuned for that so we're gonna be asking questions like why do you think tiago silva is doing much better than ronaldo for example or why do you think do you think hazard should come back to chelsea or should we just move should he move forward with his career and just you know forget about chelsea so yeah grab a drink and let's go to this cheers Let's talk about the match. I mean, where can we start from? I don't know if you guys watched it in full yesterday, but what was your first um, reaction on the match? The lineup and everything. Well, um, I think it was it was a good. Let me just say it was just a professional execution of you know a team getting three points, nothing much, nothing less. They haven't really been performing so well. From their FA Cup game to the game against Al Hilal to the game against Crystal Palace. Um, the last time I saw them put in so much energy and uh, give a very, very interesting performance was against Liverpool when they went to New down and ended up getting a draw in the game. And um, after that, it's just been like laboring to win games, laboring to get three points against Al-Hilal, against Palmeiras. It's just been the same performance. So, and it's kind of disappointing because you look at the team and somewhere you believe they have the ability to do more than what they are doing right now. But then again, maybe we over exaggerate or overhype these players. Maybe they don't even have more to give. But we've watched games where most of them stepped up and had a good performance. So, Or maybe, again, they don't have it in them to consecutively, consecutively give top-notch performance because it's only top-class players that perform at high level week in, week out. Average players just maybe do it mm, once in a while. They turn up play well is not a consistent thing so for me it was just a you know scrappy performance nothing if you're a fan if you're a Chelsea fan those kind of performance wouldn't excite you you know it wouldn't it's not a it's not a game you finish watching and be proud the only thing you just be happy about is that okay we got three points it keeps us you know in the top four and then we'll see where we go from there that's all I can say about the performance for me, it was an important three points because Man City lost yesterday. So, on that side, but I understand the performance was really bad. But Dimeji, what do you think? Like, what was your reaction to the lineup and everything? Did you enjoy the match? 
For me, first of all, I, I think <laughs> I should tell you, just take your eyes off Man City, please. Yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah, not, yeah. They are not catching them. Yeah. We are not catching them. Let's not just give ourselves false hopes. Um, uh, the other time we spoke on another show, I think I told I was I was um telling you about how um some of our players wouldn't cut it in League Two, and again, um that was what I saw yesterday. I think the only game I've enjoyed watching us was as far back as November when we demolished the Juventus. And that was when all that was when it all started. All this rubbish started with uh, for us. Um, yeah, just let me just keep it simple about the game yesterday. It was a horrible watch. I'm not sure. I mean, um, I told one of my friends some days back that um, we have the wrong set of players wearing the um, champions of the world badge. Like it's it's we are just you're having a laugh. We cannot we cannot um yes, you will take it as a fan that you have um that in your locker and you you're supporting a club that is achieving but when it comes to watching a football club, when it comes to watching a real world champion play, come on, we, we are far from it. We are really far from it. I it was it was horrible to watch yesterday. It was labored. And it's been like that for a long time. Before they were, there were excuses like um, they were tired, we've played so much games, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's, that's true. But then, come on, it's football. I play football every twice a week. Maybe it's not at, at the highest level. But then you have pro athletes that are giving everything to succeed in this, um, in this profession. Tiredness. You're only tired when you're not playing well. That's true. If you're winning, if you're in machine, you're winning every day. You're winning every single match day. You want to be on the pitch. You want to enjoy yourself. You're not tired. You're never tired. That's the truth. But then we're we playing some horrible football. And I'll be honest with you, even Tukul is not making it, it's not making it easier for the team. Because sometimes, as a fan, you're not yet. Yeah, he might be the master tactician, the coach, things like that. But you're outside watching and seeing that some things are not working. And it takes you about 80 minutes to change it. You're not helping the team in any way. Yesterday, yesterday, you could see that in midfield, there was nothing going forward. We were all just going through ZH, hoping that he performs magic. The moment Kovacic came on, there was a pass from midfield straight to attack. Yes, the goal was rolled out, but then you could see the change of mentality. Jorginho and Kante, I don't know, they can't work together. They can't work together, in my opinion. They can't. Yeah, yeah. But to be honest, they were the same pairing that won the Champions League for us, Jorginho and Kante partnership, if you remember. So I feel it's unfair to say they can't work together. I don't know. To be honest, I feel like... Um, this season is just a weird one with the whole introduction. I don't want to keep blaming Lukaku, but the introduction of Lukaku, he has just destroyed our attacking dynamic. But, like, uh, I mean, even tactics, we never, everything. We never, we never had, we, we, that's the thing. Um, I think there's uh, revisionism going on. If we had good center forwards, we would not have bought 
Lukaku. We had problems scoring goals last season. And everybody seems to have like forgotten that. And that was why we had to go for someone that scores goals. Last season, when Tuku came in, we were winning, we were winning games by the odd goal. 1-0, 2-1, 2-0, 2-1 mostly, 1-0 mostly. Yeah. We were we were not we were not creating anything for the forwards. Even when we were, we were we were missing easy chances. Brenner was missing easy chances. Avad Avad was not making the right decisions in forward in the for, uh, for front line. But we had to go get someone that was that would put the ball in the net. And mm-hmm. we bought someone that I don't understand what just went wrong between <laughs> when he got injured and that interview. Because we never had a problem. Yeah. We never had a problem. The very first game Lukaku played, we created a lot. Then he went on a drought and he got injured. And that was it. He got injured, he came back, um, contributed against Aston Villa, and the next thing, the interview. Since then, we've been like this. Yeah. So there must be something fundamentally wrong because I, I, don't, I don't get it. We were not like this. So, but let's not forget that we had problems scoring last season. So we should not, we should not, we should not say uh, we got Lukaku and cost us problems that we were not like. We were exactly like this last season. We were just winning by the old goal. And every final that we won, it was always by the old goal through So, yeah, and going back to the Giorgio Kante thing, yes, they won. I'm not saying they are not going to have a good game or one or two special games. They are going to have it. But you need something that you can, you can, um, beat your chest to that. Okay, when I played this pairing 50 times in a season, 45 times they will give me high-class midfield work rate. They will give you everything. Jorginho, I don't know, there was nothing from him going forward yesterday. Kante, likewise. The moment Kovacic stepped on that pitch, we had a true pass straight to the striker. The very single play he did. So, we need to find a way to solve that um solve, solve, solve that um problem in midfield because see as a, as a, um the way we play if if Chiwell and James if they were available we would not have problems because the way we play we rely heavily on the wing backs we rely heavily Zia can do his thing then the wing backs. They, they, they are so good that they understand what they need to do in every game. And they give us good outlet. They are, we have been back that are goal scorers as well. So that gives the opposition so much problems. But now that we don't have that option, that is when we have this issue that we are having now. I think our problem started from when Chiwell and James just got injured. Got, got injured, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. a general consensus. But Amaka, what do you Amaka, what do you think? I mean, what was your what was your analysis of the match yesterday? And what Dimeji just said? What can you say <laughs> in um well, let's say counter or in support of his analysis? Well, I think he got everything almost spot on. We 
we are just not creative enough. So most times when I see the Lukaku slander, I just laugh. But mm. you know, some people say, "Oh, he doesn't have a good first touch. Mm-hmm. He doesn't position." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, truth is that every striker is different. We have strikers that are mobile. Even though we know football has really evolved, every striker should try and be mobile and the rest of them. But we have different sort of strikers. You know, Didier Drogba was a fantastic striker. But he was still totally different from the likes of Suarez. Rooney was, you know, kind of different from the likes of um, Suarez and Aguero. Same thing with Robin, a fit Robin Van Persie. So I think strikers are different. They have the way, they are strikers that are, you know, uh, 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 mobile, they could you know take on defenders, dribble, do this, that, that, that. Then there are strikers that we know that they their positioning is what works for them. Excellent positioning and finishing. You know, just like Lewandowski is totally different. He's like your your goal poacher in that eighteen yard box, and he's very dangerous in team. But if you are asking Lewandowski to come down and help the team when they are not getting, you are just joking. He's not that striker. You mean so like a, the, like a hurricane. Exactly. He's not, yeah, he's not that kind of person. So for me, most times when I watch Chelsea, like I used to tell people, like yesterday I was arguing with someone that under Frank Lampard, we were creating chances. Yes, the, the defense might have suffered, but under Lampard, our problem wasn't chance creation. Our problem was finishing. I remember how we we're always cursing Timo Werner. He he wasn't like his his finishing rate was like maybe two over ten. If he gets ten chances, he converts one or two. And if the likes of Lukaku and Harvest, sorry, Timo and Harvest did their job, why we spent seventy million and fifty million? We won't be talking about Lukaku because there will be no need to sign Lukaku. We signed Lukaku because both of them failed us. So at the end of the day. Under Lampard, we were creating chances. You know, we were more mobile. Our attack, we were attacking with more intent. But under Tuko, it looks like we are laboring to create chances. And yeah. that when you ask me the best attacker, the first name I'll tell you is Hakim Ziyech. Every other person is just, you know, patching, trial and error. They might perform well today. You put them in the next game and they flop. But Ziyech looks like the only consistent one. So at the end of the day, we can... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somehow he has just found consistency. So at the end of the day, for me, I I like I've watched Chelsea matches against Palmeiras, against Palace, where when we are like moving forward, I see. I just want to explain this. I see Lukaku making that run, trying to be behind the last man, trying to enter into the, and when he enters, you find out that. We get to the opponent's 18-yard box, and instead of making that positive pass forward, we go next, back. Yeah, next thing, the back. ball is remending. <laughs> so, is it only me or when people attack us, they look like they are coordinated? When so, we attack... For we... every time Chelsea plays, our opponent look more dangerous attacking us than we do exactly. when we attack them. So we get to the 18-year boss of opponents and we we allow them to settle very well, like allow them to coordinate themselves very, very well, and then they foil our attack. So, and then you see Lukaku trying to run in behind the last man, trying to position, and then they go back. And then I look at the young man's face and his frustration. And then <laughs> I go back to watch him at Inter. 
Do you know how shocked Inter Milan's uh, uh, counter attack? Because Conte, Antonio Conte is the typical counter attack. Their counter attack is that in four moves than your 18 yard box, just four. And we also remember when Conte was in Chelsea, Alonso and Victor Moses, like those wing backs move, cross. That is it. Truth is that. Look at Hurricane yesterday, Kulevskia, mm. because Veskia was yeah, that yeah, guy's correct. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday. Look at Conte's yeah. team yesterday, yeah? Even though sports are not the perfect, but all their goals, the way they score, just one, two, three, four, they're in your 18-yard box, and they're crossing that ball to the striker. But how do you expect Lukaku to thrive when five times he makes a run in? The five times... Pulisic and Harvey. There was a particular one that I thought I was the only one that saw it, but when they were doing the highlights halftime, the commentators were highlighting where Harvey should have crossed that ball inside the team one time, but he turned back and went to Malangsa and then frustrated Lukaku again. So at the end of the day, we can sit here and insult Lukaku all we want, but I want people to go and check the stats of how many chances Lukaku has missed like good chances he has missed and compared to his conversion rate, then we'll talk. Because you can only score when you get the ball. And please miss me with all that air. You can come back. Come back what? With all the kind of attacking you have. It's true. No? He, can, he can link up, come back and link up, please. Look, man, when I hear this link up, we are not even talking about link up against big... We are playing a Crystal Palace, Burnley, Palmeiras, and now Hilal. And the attackers, you have to not move the ball forward. We are, we are waiting for your striker to come back against Al and Palmeiras. You cannot move the ball forward. You are... You are, you are... See, we make mistakes. Lukaku is not a playmaking forward. Everybody knows that. He's, you, are, you are either um, using him on the counter-attack or you are hitting him with the first-time ball in the box. Is not your see there like uh, like Amaka said and she did say it well. There are strikers that you look at and you look at their profile. Um, for example, Liverpool, they don't expect Firmino to score twenty goals in a season, but because of his role in that team, he allows Mane and Salah to get fifteen plus goals in a season. He's their playmaking forward. He's not expected to score goals. Uh, a team like Man City, they don't even have a recognized striker. They have Gabriel Jesus that is a striker. They put him right wing. They don't expect him to score 20 goals in a season. We have Harry Kane in Tottenham. Prior to yesterday, they were even cursing Harry Kane this season. You understand? You know that, right? Yes, yes. Us fans were cursing him out because he was not giving 100% in some games and he was missing, uh, missing chances. Even... Generally, it, it has not been a good season for strikers in the PL this season. You can just go look at their stats and everything. Um, but the way Harry Kane plays lately, he, he has been doing it since the Moreno uh, days last season. Yeah. Uh-huh. Playing from midfield, releasing Son and Lucas Moura in front of him. That's the way he's been playing. Lukaku is not of uh is not that type of striker. He doesn't have that profile. Lukaku is not one that um will come into midfield to uh, link up. What is just or your box striker or on the right wing making counter attack and come inside. He's not he's not one that he's not one that um that has a good playmaking sense. If you put it that way. He's not one that um, 
He cannot do that hurricane role. Let's just take that off our mind. He can't. He cannot play make. He's not that type of forward. He's not that type of footballer. Personally, I don't think he can't do it. He's not got that mineral in That's the problem. Because if you hit him with the ball, you're not sure of his first touch. That's the thing. But then if you put him in the box or put him on the run, let him run and use his body, then that is the way he plays. That is the way he played at Inter. That is the way he plays in Belgium. He doesn't link up play. He doesn't need to do it. Belgium, they have Hazard, they have Kevin De Bruyne. They have Tillemans. They have people who would do that role. He doesn't need to. You're either eating him on the first pass on the counter-attack to release him one-on-one with his defender. He's going to bully 95% of defenders in the PL. That's for sure. But if you're not doing that, he's going to struggle. He's going to struggle. He's not the type to play make. He's not that. He's not the uh, Roberto Firmino. He's not um, Harry Kane. We need to understand that before we say, oh, this is what we expect from you. It's like, uh, it's, it's like saying uh, a Kovacic should give you 20 goals a season. Even though you think he yeah. can do it. He's not going to give yeah. you. My own, my own is that my own is that I feel like Chelsea have a type of striker, a profile of striker. I agree with what you said about Liverpool, how Liverpool play and how Man City play. I agree. Do you feel maybe Lukaku was the wrong striker we got? Or I'm hearing people, t- I mean, just to um, go back to what Amaka said, I'm hearing people talk about like, oh, we need a creative uh, midfielder. They're not passing the ball forward to him. But in reality, his runs are not exactly um, penetrating. They're not like, compared to Cavani, for example, I, I don't want to keep going back to other people's strikers. But I mean, when you compare Lukaku, he's, he's, um, his runs are not exactly intelligent. So, like, he can adapt himself to the team. I'm tired of hearing people talk about, oh, Tuku needs to change the system because of Lukaku. Because, to be honest, we changed the system because of Lukaku and still no end result. I mean, obviously, he scored two goals before the Crystal Palace match, but no end result. Look at when Werner plays, at least you can say everything about Werner, but Werner brings space and all that. But I agree with what, I, I, I agree with what you guys said. I just feel like, you know, Let, now, now let's go back to when we signed him. His first game against um against Arsenal. How did we play today? Look at the way we played. We could have scored six goals that day if we wanted to. Yes. Good. So we played to his strength. And I could remember that the Georgi- um Kovacic was playing. And every time Kovacic got the ball, you would see Lukaku was already pinning Pablo Marie or anybody. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. that ball gets to him, is either laying it off and then you lay off to Material or Rhys James? Rhys James, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Course, but then yeah, yeah. these people, these people got injured. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that option anymore. And now, take Lukaku out of the team right now. I can assure you we would have the same problem. Because it is it is far from it, it is just it is easy to say it's because we have a certain um forward you can you, it is easy to go down that that route but it is far from the truth take him away from that team right now or he gets injured or anything we would struggle without these wing backs because that is what we have the system that that's primarily what the system is about Okay, let me introduce Adjo. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can. Yeah. 
So we're talking about Lukaku, we're talking about Chelsea, uh, Ford problem. I don't know if he can make a contribution. I don't know if you heard what the major just said. Well, with regards to Lukaku, Chelsea has always had a problem with strikers. Can, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear. Okay. We've always had a problem with strikers, and since back in the day, the last time a striker won the goalkeeper for Chelsea was Didier Dreba, back in 2009. Okay. So mm-hmm. we can see that it's difficult for tri- strikers to have fun or to score goals for fun at Chelsea. We've always had people scoring from all angles, all positions, but our strikers don't score. So, when we won the Champions League, and everybody was like, okay, let's go in for the striker. The team wanted to go, the board wanted to go to Thailand. And Thailand and his agent didn't want to come. Like, they thought they wanted to play for Chelsea, and it was a stressful deal. So, the, the board settled for a second choice. And Tomasusu coming from PSG, I thought he told himself that he won't argue or have understanding or have negative conversations with a board again because he has learned from his mistakes. So he coming in and having a second choice in Lukaku, he was mm-hmm. like, okay, let me take him. Without, with, with him knowing that he can't work with him fully or his style of play will be the one he wants, you know, he still took him on board. Okay, let me take Lukaku. Yeah. And he can't change the system for Lukaku. And Lukaku is being ready to adapt to a new style. As a striker, you should be able to adapt not only to the coaching style of play or the burden style of play. You should be able to adapt to every coaching style of play. That will make you a top-notch striker or a world-class striker. Benzema can adapt. You understand can adapt. Benzema can move into the right flanks and get both from there and come from the wings like a wing forward. Lukaku can't do the same. And here is a team that tells nobody will feed you as a striker. The last time we fed the striker was Dribba. Even him, he scored his goals from outrageous angles and got the goal kick. Nobody fed Dribba to win a goal kick. So I trust we don't feed strikers to win a goal kick. That's my that's a problem. So right now, I'm looking at the way forward for us. We're trying to give the chance to Boja. And that it will be difficult for the to sell Lukaku. We are going to stick with him till the five years is over. And we'll give Boja a chance. Because right now, he's the only person that we can say, okay, he's from our academy. And God being so good, we are going to, to uh, produce some of my academy who will become a little hurricane or become our striker. And we can't depend on Lukaku because he won't give us numbers again. I thought last season, I was thinking that maybe next season, he found good and scored lots of goals. But even now, his behavior in camp, what he did with that interview, the players don't even like him. He has his <laughs> speaking friendship with the players. That's how I see it. He's speaking friendship yeah, with the players. So. They don't like him. I feel they don't like him. Most of them are angry with that interview, but they can't say because the team counts first. This is so he has already he has already spoiled our team. He has spoiled the dressing room with that interview he did. And he's not good with the ball. And as a professional footballer, nobody can teach you that now. That we should teach you how to break <laughs> the ball, how to pass. <laughs> If he's on the pitch, nobody else fits him. Because they don't even give him a pass. I don't realize that because of the, the club water from there, the Palmeiras game, they opened the midfield. They were trying to cut our wings. They opened the midfield. That was why he gave Thiago Silva the chance to be penetrating passes to him. Even with that one, he couldn't even break some passes. He couldn't even use the pass for that's how come I guess one won the player with them. So I think we've I wish we could sell him. I wish we could do a swap with Hurricane. But with Daniel Levy, it would look impossible. So we just we'll have to stick with him for like five years too. Or we can sell him maybe after a year or two. Or I also feel that Marina trying to get the best out of him so that his value will be up. So we can get a buyer for him this month. I told the judge what I said, angry with him and they like to sack him or they like to offload him during the summer. That's what I think about him. What do you think? What do you think about. Um, Amaka mentioned that people don't 
pass the ball forward to him. What do you say about that? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Let me see people pass the ball to him. But that shouldn't be his excuse. He's able to adapt to the team. That's a good striker, a top striker. Who knows how to score goals? You're a strong guy. You can but you can't even win you can't even win elbows of late. You can't even he doesn't even win elbows. A whole you can top not like how built you are. You can't win elbows. So only Alonso fits him and Kobasi fits him. Average never gives the cap since the day of Liverpool away game. That he didn't lay off a pass to him. So we don't give, we don't pass him and he, he doesn't even know how to now do the inter Milan that he needs to go to the flanks and bully the defenders and come in from the left and pass the ball to Martinez to tap in. He can't do that now because we are possessing the ball every time. So we have yeah. to move into spaces and try and get the ball. But because he can't control the ball, when he can't dribble, he's always stagnant at the position. That is not helpful. I say generally Chelsea attack they make they make the bad decisions. It, their, their football IQ is quite low, it's unbelievable. I was making a reference. I was making a reference today. Um you see that first um goal sports scored that yeah. son was one on one and just laid it off to Kulusevsky. Yes, yes, yes. If mm-hmm. that was Mount or Abbott, they would go first time to just try and score Euro ball instead of just passing. Especially especially Mount. Especially Mount. He likes Euro ball. Instead of just laying it down, <laughs> let somebody score a tapping, you will go first time. We 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 don't they, they I don't understand if they don't talk to each other or they just play a game and forget about it. We we make bad decisions. You there are there are things as a pro footballer that they don't you're not supposed to be told. You are you're you could know. Son could eat that boy yesterday and score. He could have taken but he chose the right decision. He chose the right decision at that particular moment. We don't make if I can assure you one thousand percent if that was Messi Mount or Abbott, they would yeah, try to yeah. Yeah, so, so th- those are the things that you we need we need to even tackle in that team. I mean, you can take you can take you, uh, like I said, you can just take Lukaku out of that team right now. Um, my own, my own, I think my own grief with uh, grief with Lukaku is the fact that when we try to press, you can see from his mentality and the way he moves on the pitch that he, he doesn't seem to be to be understanding of what's happening around him or even want to do it. Um, um, when you compare that with when he first got here and everything, there's a difference. Um, I think everything started from that Brentford game as well, when he was told to press and he didn't, and he was just subbed off immediately. I think that that um, ego started and that rift started between him and Tuku that Tuku. day. Which, which yeah. uh, I'm trying to remember the match you just mentioned. The Brentford away game that we won one nil that we were under a lot of pressure that day. Okay, okay. And well, I just been... to, to press, and it did not, and it got subbed off for Havertz immediately. Mm-hmm. So that 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 has that has been there ever since that day. So what am I getting at? Is mentality is um is behavioral um. Um, attitude, everything mm-hmm. on that on the pitch has been weird. Like it doesn't even when he tries to contest aerially, he's half-hearted. Yeah, because that's yeah. what he, he's half-hearted. He was, he's just like when he tries to press. When it comes to working for the team, it's either he's just 
you know, as a footballer, you can give one one hundred and ten percent. If the coach tells you just stay here, you could say, nah, let me let me read the game and see where they are weak. But I think now he's following the coach to the letter, just yeah. stay in front. Instead of putting <laughs> using his, his own instincts. using his own instinct like he was doing before. Now he's just like, okay, the coach wants me here and this is where I'm going to be. Because normally when you watch him, when you watch him um at Inter, he plays yes. predominantly from the right wing when they are counter-attacking most mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. So that is how they play their own football. And that is how he enjoys the football. Either to cause problems and lay it off for somebody or to be on the end of a tapping. But with us right now, even before the all of this chaos started, he was playing like that as well. He just chases somebody else to play number nine, like a false nine, and he's play, playing from the right. But now he's just following the coach to the letter. He wants me at the number nine, and that is where I'm going to be. Instead of using his own instinct as a as number nine, to, that's my only grief with him. And mm. that's because he's just being petty with the football he's playing right now. Let me let me come to Amaka. Amaka, um, what do you think? Do you think Lukaku is a striker for us moving forward? Or do you think it's time? Are you like in the boat that we should sell him? Or should be patient with him and get a midfielder that will complement him? I mean, considering what Dimitri just said now. Well, um, uh, as a Chelsea striker, considering the history he, he has with the club, I am one of those that really do want him to succeed at Chelsea. Um, first of all, uh, the thing right from time, the thing about Lukaku is that he sucks. Mm. I remember when he came from Anderlecht, yeah, when we signed him, he was young then, he was supposed to replace DDA. Uh, and the kind of connection he had with DDA it looked like we had found another DDA drummer, but then it felt like it was too soon, so we had to send him on loan to West Brom where he didn't do badly. Yeah. Came back from West Brom, they still would, and I remember that Super Cup after he lost that penalty. You know, he he according to Morijo, Morijo said, I of course I wanted to keep him, but he felt like his head was down, and that's not the kind of strikers I want to have. You know, you don't mm. just fail one time and think that's over. Morijo was like his mm. head was down, and I looked at him, I'm not like, nah, this is not the kind of, you know. So um, they sent him alone to West Brom. He came back. Still, it looks like he wasn't ready. They sent him to Everton, where he didn't do badly either. Went mm-hmm. to Man United, where he didn't do badly either, even though Man United fans will always swear he was this, that, that. But compared to what they had and compared to the goals and assists Lukaku had, he was still their best. Like, till now, self, goal to game ratio, he was still their best attacker after Rooney mm. and the likes of them. Mm. He went to Inter. He excelled in Inter. He's excelling with his national... Like, in his national team, the amount of goals he has scored compared on the appearances, those are numbers that strikers dream about. Do you understand? Like, if you tell ourselves the truth, Lukaku's numbers are what strikers dream about. So, and I'm of the opinion that a good player doesn't suddenly go bad. But on mm-hmm. his own, because when he came back, the interview he gave was that, oh, I'm mature now. This that, that and I was like, yeah. If Lukaku has matured, then we are going to <laughs> we are going to be very good because he's a good striker. I do as as a, he is a good striker. Let's go back to his uh, 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 the first game against Arsenal. The game against Aston Villa is the one that I want people to go and watch again 
two chances, two goals, no story. Like, fucking put that ball for, like, put that ball there and Lukaku would finish. But if you're not putting, like, I don't know how else to explain it to people. And I will go back to this Conte thing. My own is this. If you buy a car for 100 million, uh, or, or let me even talk about Torres when we bought him for 50 million. Um, <laughs> we eventually the likes of an and rubber for him because uh-huh. he, we bring out the good. You can't spend 50 million then and be good. No, now you must come good. So that is how it is with Lukaku. With 100 million, he has to come good. Because what is that? If I spend that amount of money to buy something, I'm talking as a human being that I am, um, I have to find a way to make like make good use of that thing because that is a lot of money to, for me to get angry and things. You know? I can't toss it out. I need to find a way to make it work. So, and that thing has already shown, as in, and the reason why I'm sticking with him is that it's not like yes. it's not, you know, there's something called, I have seen you do this thing before. So I'm mm-hmm. going to put faith in you that you can do it again. I don't know if I'm making sense. You are not just believing blindly because you are hoping, no, you have seen that person do it. So at the back of your mind, you're not like, I don't know now, but this person, I've seen you do it, not just once, so I've seen you do this thing. So you have mm-hmm. it in you to do it. So that is where my faith in him is coming from, not just, you know, me just talking. You know, I have I've watched Lukaku. Like, I, I, even when he came to the early, early days, we saw what he's, against Aston Villa, it was just those two chances. And those two chances, he buried it, right foot, left foot. The second goal serve was incredible. As he crossed, the way he took out the defender, the way he, he placed it and finished, like yeah. that is difficult. Like that is him. He has it in him. He ha- that's the same Lukaku. So we just have to. For me, I was mad at that interview we had. That interview pissed me off. It was not necessary because truth is that right now, if he didn't have that interview, just like most of us were kept back into Movena until we got frustrated. It's the same way I believe we would have been backing Lukaku knowing he will come. But that interview has actually put a very short taste in the mouth of... Exactly. Oh. exactly. So, right now, Lukaku has not even played up to half a season and we're already calling for his head. Meanwhile, <laughs> Timovena, as in Timovena frustrated us a whole and I was still part of this saying he come good. So, that interview is actually didn't even help his case. And I think that interview is also weighing on his shoulder. Those are part of the things that are weighing him down because he doesn't even have the support of the fans anymore. You know, I remember after that, well, after that Liverpool game he missed, the next game, you could see how much he was laboring. You could see how much he just wanted to score in that next game just to make the fans, just to appease the fans after that stupid interview. But it, it's not working right now. The fans are not cheering him. The fans are not behind him because of that silly interview. Mm-hmm. And human, he's telling at the back of his mind, he's telling in, in his performance. So for me, I think whatever we do at the end of this season, take a break from all this bullshit. Go on top, receiving top, and let it be that we are starting over again. And when we are doing this start over, and then I want the likes of Chuel and Rhys James to be bad because the way Tuko plays, he depends on this. Tuko is one rigid. I, I want to call him rigid because. He's that kind of person that on this hill I will die. I am not changing anything. <laughs> so when the fullbacks are back, we go on a preseason tour. Like everybody is just like, let's just forget this season happened and it's going to be a first. But for me, I'm hoping he even comes before the season starts. But to sell him, no way. Come on, we can't. We need to like give him like all of the benefit. Like until there's no more benefit to doubt, we need to keep giving him that benefit of doubt. That's what I think. Tuku doesn't make it easy for the team to. He has his own fault as well. Because looking 
back at that yesterday's game, I was I was I was scratching my head why Pulisic was playing the number ten role, even though he's wearing number ten. Pulisic is not the number ten. He's not a playmaker in any way. He's not a playmaker. He's just he's just a pure winger. That's it. Nothing else. He doesn't play, make doesn't do anything. He didn't link anything in front yesterday. He could not even keep the ball. Mm-hmm. So I was I was just scratching my head how how be be played that way. Because you could have just and also I was looking at um Avat playing keeping wheat at left wing. Why? Why would Avat play number eleven? Why? Everything was just weird yesterday, to be honest. Everything was just weird. It was just like a trial and error thing. Because um why would when we play when we played in the Club World Cup, you had Avat Lukaku up top. And for both um finals, Lukaku scored twice. Even Avat scored one as well from the penalty spot. Avat wasn't playing predominantly on the left side. Uh-huh. It was more of behind Lukaku or playing the free role. But yesterday, you saw him playing left wing. And some of his decisions yesterday as well, Avas playing from that road, they were uh-huh. wet. There were times he could have played in first time balls. There were times, even Kante yesterday was horrible because mm. he, did, he, he, was, he was horrible. There were times that he could just, all you need to do is just look up and hit the front man. But he would rather play a safe pass to Christensen or Malangsa. That's fair. That's fair. So moving, let's let's talk about this thing, the Lille match. But I was actually going to ask about Ruben Loftus Cheek. What, what, what do you think the future is for him now at the club? He needs to go to another club. I don't. You see think it's it's, it's finished for him? I think it's finished for him in Chelsea. He needs to go to another club and just establish himself. The academy. I'll just cut him some slack because I have this soft spot for growing our academy. So he needs to go on loan. Like go on loan to he a, can't a go on loan get... again. He's a big boy. He's like twenty-six now. Yeah, of course. Big boys go uh, on loan. He's a big boy. He needs to go to where he can just settle down and make a name for himself. If he's still <laughs> hanging on to that hope that he's going to make that chance, he's, he's lying to himself. Because it's unfortunate. Come rain, come rain, come shine. I think most managers, even even if Tuchel is not here, and you still have Georgino, Kante, and Kovacic in that team, he's not going to 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 take a shed off any of those ones, because coaches are always towards players who have done. It. Based on based on his form and based on what he's playing now, he doesn't stand any chance. He's since after the injury, he's been a shadow of himself. I've not even watched any game where I can say he put in a very good shift to. You know, uh, it will make his distance easier. So for me, I, I think he's, he's 26 now. He needs to yeah. like have a one good solid season to even have a shout. Because now, exactly. even the Connecticut that all of us and have And he's not going teams. to get that in Chelsea. He cannot play one no, season. No, no, he can't get that in Chelsea. So the, and the fact that he's already 26 even makes it more difficult. Because if he was like a 23-year-old, or 22, I'm just going to say, go on loan. Like, put, exactly. give it your best shot because that will be your last, you know, chance. Give it your best shot, you know. Because when I see the likes of Mount, Charlo, Barris, James, it actually gives you hope that, okay, this is our academy. Something, the likes of Livramento and Guehi that we sold. We, we, um, have, we have Gallagher out there now. And, so, and they are, 
they are touting Galaga to come into into the first no, next yeah. season. So yeah. people are saying that Galaga needs to finish his loan season first, and not just finish; he needs to finish strong. You know, because Galaga also has had some sort of consistency. He needs to finish this season at Palace and finish strongly. The way he finishes, the, we now, you know, determine. And when he comes for uh, uh, this, uh, what they call a pre-season, you know, those are where decisions are made. Do you understand? Look at Trevor, Ch uh, Trevor Chaloba. Like, his own is even the one that shocked me because I never even heard of him until that uh, Super Cup. And boy, he just played like he has been there his whole life. And all of a sudden, he's he's a player that when I see him starting, even if he's against City, I'm not I'm not I'm not fretting or forgetting because that is some guy that he plays with. So yeah, there are some mistakes here and there, but come on, that's even this is actually his first full senior uh, uh, distant debut season. So I'm I'm not he he he's one that. I hope he puts his head down and keeps maturing and growing because he's really one for the future. So I'm sure every other young uh, academy player will see such players and say, okay, I'll give this my best shot, like to come back and play for Chelsea. So that, and even the man, uh, the broha we're talking about, see, if you watch that guy, you could still see some inconsistencies in him. And for those kind of players, man, if you're going on loan, you need to go play well, finish well, because like right now, I'm I'm one of the people that is saying that Hudson Odoi also is not a Chelsea. He's not fit to be a first team player at Chelsea. Hudson Odoi. Hudson Odoi should be on loan right now. He, 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 I think he fucked up his <laughs> development. He fucked up his development by staying and haggling for a contract. Even Bukayo Saka is, you know, is he's what we all wish Hudson Odoi is. Because Saka's consistency level. Go and check Saka's as goal and goals and assists for Arsenal this season. But for Hudson Odoi, all his own is just to run. He doesn't even run well. He doesn't run well. Let me bring Ajo into this conversation. Ajo, what do you have to contribute? Because Chick and Odoi, do you think you should both leave? Oh, okay. For Loftus, I think Loftus will go alone. Like, I'm not going to say it. But we have the talent in him. We still have the talent in him. He's just being fearful from that long age that he has. So, Loftus, uh, I think he's having offers from the Italian league. Uh, Lazio wants him. Mourinho also wants to work with him. I've credited him that tell me that he wants to go to Italy. So, if he can go, have a feel of the Italian league, like how Talibas or that brother did when he was very young. I think it will mm -hmm. help his development. We need him. We need the talent. Because he doesn't have to play. He's proper Chelsea material. So it's important for him to go without having a fear of having a good run with Chelsea. So I think he should uh, go on loan. Yeah, but and and uh, a boy and become a lazy player. So <laughs> he's like I want to play for our national national team. Yeah, yeah. A very lazy player. He has passed almost nine points this season. From like Burnley game to Brightford game, he's a reason aside in the table first on the table right now. I can So, with Adoy, I'm so mad at him. I want him to be in the club. I am so angry with this selling to buy me. Now, I'm German. He needs to buy somebody like you. So, with Adoy, he doesn't improve. Not playing my, my corner at all. I become so lazy. So, on <laughs> You know, it's funny because um, Amaka was mentioning Bukayo Saka. You know, Bukayo Saka once had a trial at Cobham and he, he was rejected because he couldn't make the cut. 
so many players you see in the Premier League now, young players, they were they they came for trial at Chelsea and didn't make the cut. But then what you what you do is you don't you don't let that weigh you down. Yeah, and prove that club wrong. The likes of Eklan Rice, um, what's his name again? Bukayo Saka. You just go and improve. You prove your own game, so that the club will look back and be like, "Oh, we should have kept this one." Although, as a youth player, he was mm-hmm. immense. He was too good. But he got injured, and that was the end of it. He lost his pace. He cannot run anymore. And his decision making, I think he, right now he just plays like um, an an old school Jani Babangida, just run across, nothing else. If it comes to technique, he's got the tech to whip in the ball or to make some long grain diagonals or something like that. He can do that. But when it comes yeah. to proper wing play, he's far mm-hmm. from me. He cannot even touch the likes of Ryan Sterling. He. He's, his finishing is low as well. He, ca- he cannot finish as well. He cannot finish. He cannot use his head. He cannot head the ball. Do you think Guardiola can coach him? As he coached, you know, Sterling too was not good, good known for finishing, but eventually look at him now. Do you think? But then Sterling and Liverpool, do you remember then that they were called SAS? Mm. They were called Sterling, Storage, and Suarez. You are in trouble. Yeah. So he already had it in him. He just needed a coach to mm. improve one or two. He bo- Sterling Suarez, um, uh, Daniel Story that time, they almost won the league for Liverpool before Mourinho happened to them. <laughs> there's a, there's I remember. A there's a difference when you already have it and you just need somebody to tell you, hey, look, calm down. This is the way you do it. And Sterling was already doing it at the very top level. Kalum only added when he was playing youth football. Youth football is a different ball game when it comes to proper top level football. He has not really, he is not really like um, lead up anywhere as a as a pro footballer at the top level. So if he had, if he if he was someone that already had a good season and is struggling, mm-hmm. then you could mm-hmm. say maybe a coach could tell him this is what you do, or you could coach that into him. Well. You know, there's nothing to coach. That's the thing. There's a difference. Mm. There's nothing to coach. If it was someone that is always putting himself in the right place and missing chances, there's a difference. You know what to coach. Right now, the only thing he does is if he gets to the bail, like maybe put in one or two good crosses. You cannot live off that for the rest of your career. As a winger, now, because of the way modern football is now, the likes of uh, Salah and um, Sterling Maris, they've redefined what wing play is. You need to make smart movements into the box where you can get chances. Not every time you're trying to cross the ball to someone to tap it in or to cross havoc. You have to have a bit of um, dimension to your game. You have to, you have to be unpredictable. Yeah. So there's nothing to really coach into him because at the point they even had to like just if if you are a footballer and the coach looks at you and say okay go play right wing back for me that's because they know you, you cannot give anything in the box but because you have a good delivery um you have a good right foot or you have got good tech they could use that to make you play wing back you will not see any coach tell 
a youthful Salah to go and play left wing back or right wing back. So the, the, I don't think there's anything to really coach into him. It's just, I think, is that most of our young players, they are just as good as you are looking at them right now. That's as good as you get with them. Messi Mad is not going to wake up one day and be giving assists here and there <laughs> for both to play. It's not, you, you're just, it's just wishful thinking. He's going to be one to get assists maybe from corners or free kicks. Um, maybe one or two from open play. But to consistently be like a Kevin De Bruyne or something is wishful thinking. He's as good as the get. He likes hero ball. He wants to be the one to say, oh, man, 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 did that, man, did that. So most of them, this is just as good as it gets for them. If you wish, if you think uh, they're going to go um, good all of a sudden, maybe there's a chance, but my opinion, I don't see it. Um, I was actually going to come to Amaka. In regards to what Dimitri said, do you think our youth, that's the ceiling for them? Because I was looking at... Okay, Broja is very young, but in regards to Mount and um, Udoi, you think it's over for them? Or um, you said I think you supported um, Ruben as well. So, oh, um, for for Mr. Mount, I think he's overhyped. Mount is overhyped sometimes. No. Yeah, <laughs> there are sometimes that there are sometimes that you know the thing about Mr. Mount is that he works very hard, so that's why sometimes. I tend to just cut him some slack because he's that player that he reminds me of a John Terry. He works hard. You could see in him that he, even when he looks like he's having a bad game, he, he's still visible that he's working hard for the team. He never makes it about himself. And and the thing about Messi Mount is that he 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 kind of has matured, even though in age he's still young. But playing for uh, for Chelsea at that and. People like Mount and Rich James would have uh, that transfer ban to thank because if not, they never would have made it at Chelsea. But thanks for that transfer ban, we just had to use them. And for Messi Mount, like I said, I think he's a hard worker for Chelsea. So that's why sometimes when he still frustrates me in terms of sh- uh, shooting and assists, I just look at his overall game and I'm like, it's okay, not bad. So for me, I think someone like Messi Mount here needs to actually hone his skills and find out what he's really good at as a midfielder. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take, you know, go the, the side of Frank Lampard as in, in terms of scoring, shooting from outside and having like very, very accurate shots? By all means, that would make sense because we don't have goal-scoring midfielders. And if he feels that role, then he has it for life. I don't know if you get what I'm where I'm coming from. So, right now, Mount needs to improve himself. We, as in, we I think since after we had Frank Lampard and maybe in Sex Fabregas, we're yet to have goals only midfielders. Midfielders that are not scared to shoot from outside. Like, I used to ask myself, Kovacic, how come a Frank Lampard coached you and you cannot fucking shoot from outside the 18 yard box? Like, it's shocking. <laughs> you know, shocking. it was not always his. Uh, Kovacic, oh. he's a very good dribbler. He's the, yeah, he's the closest to Hazard. So he's not really like a finisher. And I said to myself that this guy is able to do more than he's doing now. So for Mount, Mount needs to pick like that accuracy in shooting, set piece, and all of that. Practice it more, make it yours. We do not have that. So if you actually, especially set piece, delivering all those set piece, free kicks, and the rest, if you actually master that, 
and you become good at it, then we'll say, okay, this is mounts, you know, and then you, you make it yours. Whatever coach comes in knows that, no, this is our free kick, free kick taker. This is a guy that shoots from outside. Like, someone like Mount should at least try and average 10 goals, 15 assists every season. 15 goals, 10 assists every season, then we can talk. Yeah? So I'm not trying to be harsh on him because he's still young. Do you understand? But I think, you know, this is like his second or third full season, but he needs to get better because a team like Chelsea, come on. Like, if you play for Chelsea FC, Nobody has patience for all those coming good you get better because Chelsea are like that they want to win titles every season, they want to compete with the likes of Liverpool and City. So and nobody got time to be doing let's be patient with him or let's not be patient with him. So for me, for Messi Mount, I think Messi Mount has a future at Chelsea, but he needs to actually get better, like show every season that there is some sort of improvement. For Hudson Odoi, mm -hmm. uh -uh, uh -uh. I always insist that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he shouldn't be like that guy wouldn't even make the bench for City. He wouldn't even make the bench for Liverpool. And those guys are like they are like the standard. We are looking to uh uh unseat uh, them in hierarchy. So why are we still having a horse in Odoi? Do you understand? So for me, Odoi has shown us over and over, but he stands just frustrate the hell out of me. And then his PR is so good that when you see his stands on Twitter and the things they say, I'll be like ah. Is it the same Hossin Odoi I watch, Abi? Is there another one that I'm not seeing? Because the guy is not, like, he's he's a footballer that should be coming from bench 78 minutes or 88 minutes. I'm playing <laughs> in impact, impact player. Yeah, playing in the Carabao Cup because he has not, okay, see, when did Saka actually make his full debut for us now? Then go and check Saka's stats, his goal contribution and assist. But look at Odoi. Although he will run and run, run and you know pass the ball self that he's supposed to be running with. The guy frustrates the hell out of me. So for me, nothing Odoi should be playing on loan with Derby County or Preston <laughs> or Moroccan Bay or something. You know, then when he thinks he's, he has his head, you know, correct and can be consistent, can come back. So that's what I think about these two players. You know, Boris James already has established himself. Trevor yeah, Choloba, yeah. totally, I totally fuck with him. So, uh, uh, Mount, yes, I, I think Mount, 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 there's so much room for improvement for Mount. Although I love to speak, I need to get the fuck out of my club. And for Broha, with what I watch Broha, you know, no, he's not ready to lead the lines for Chelsea. No matter how much you hate Timobina and Lukaku, that guy are ready. Because that guy comes, that we go cuss him. No, no, the club. no, no, no. I think he's, I think Broja is, he's willing, he's, he's ready to sit on the bench. As a, as a backup to a backup to Lukaku, that's what I think Broja is ready, but it's no problem. But Dimitri, what do you think? What about round round of round of sixteen? Our little our match against Lille. How do you how do you see that going? And then the Carabao Cup before round of like like we always do. We always find a way. That it's a Chelsea thing. It doesn't matter if you are playing poorly. Um, yes, they are going to frustrate you on that day. But we would find a way against Lille. I think Lille are having a bad season, so we would have no excuse not to qualify. Um, I see us just about qualifying. And for the Carabao Cup, well, I think that will go to penalties. We are actually a very good cup team. If there's yeah, if, yeah, so um, we um we are not favourites, and Liverpool are not favourites anyway uh, as well. Yeah, it's a 50-50 thing. But I think it will go to extra time or penalties because obviously it's it's going to be a frustrating game. We might we might create okay, we don't even create much anyway, so we'll just create less and um 
maybe one one or nil nil. But I think it will go to penalties. And of course, yeah, Kepa will be in good. So yeah. Uh-huh. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. No, Kepa is the cop the cop team, so it's the cop group rather. Kepa is the cop group. He's going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you say? I don't want Kepa to start because he's the cop goalkeeper. I can I can hundred percent tell you right now. Right. 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 I'll be sad when you make that mistake. You see the Africa yeah. final, we did the same Yeah. We didn't play with the goal we considered from three one. I fear for that thing again. We should just try and give many the chance. If he goes to penalties, let's keep come and see the penalties. That'd be better. We have the best keeper in the world. Why bench? Well, I can I can at least ninety-nine point nine percent tell you right now Kepa will be in go for Carabao Cup final. The final? Like you mean the from the start or from maybe from the start to the end. Wow. We'll find out. We'll find out. It's the least of the cups final. Kepa is the cup goalkeeper. Even FA Cup final, there was Mendy. Kepa had to play because he's the is the cup goalkeeper. The, these things are already set out. They already set out before before the season starts or anything. And it's your Kepa is seventy million pounds goalkeeper. If there's anything you give him, it will be the cup final. The league cup is the list of the cups that we 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 are trying to get this season. So, Kepa is not going to be the Champions League uh, final goalkeeper. Never, ever. <laughs> Even yeah, yeah. So, the Carabao Cup final. Trust me, that's the person that will, that will, that will start from ninety nine point nine percent sure. Certainly. I'm looking forward to the match because I mean I know Klopp Liverpool actually on form right now. Klopp. Cloppy seems tactically seems very good this year, so it's very interesting to see how they, Chelsea. They have stuff. not, they've not been any way better than us this season. As we've played them twice, and the first one we would have won easily without the controversy. The second one showed that we still had a bit of character in us. So, um, like I said, I think it would go to extra time and probably penalties. I don't see any winner outright in the in ninety minutes. That's just with the way we play. And we can easily contain Liverpool, especially in a one-off game. You can always back to go to do his thing in a one-off game like that. So I don't see us. We might not score, but I can assure you we won't concede. So, oh, fair enough. Amaka, what do you think about the body in regards to what Dimitri said? Like in regards to Lille and um, Lille and Liverpool, how do you see the matches going? Well, uh, for it's a big, it's a big week for us. So, how do you see it? Yeah. Uh, for the game against Leo, yes, Leo, actually, Leo, they actually won the French league ahead of PSG last season, but they've massively dropped like their form and the way they play since then. Because when the draw yeah. actually came out, I'm like, I was one of those that said, yeah, we might be excited, but we cannot direct Leo, but. Truth is that recently in the in the league they've not been all that they struggle, but still, you know, my team Chelsea we just know how to make easy things complicated for ourselves. That's just the thing about this club I support. It's a Chelsea team. They don't. They just know how. Like they don't want you to stay peacefully and rejoice. They want you to groan and moan and come out smiling. So you know, we are, we are not the type to go to Sporting Lisbon and win five nil. 
We might be uh, no, 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 no. Lisbon after a fight. Liverpool and City is that. Liverpool and City will never take a leg off your neck. They choke you to your death. But Chelsea just choke you small and then pity you and leave you. So that's the problem. They need to learn how to kill off people. Like, kill. like this is a game that they should even win in the first leg so that by the second leg they can play whatever player rest the remaining, knowing that we are still in so many competitions. But I just trust my team to make it complicated, either by drawing the first game at Lille and then coming to Stanford Bridge to have us train. We are playing the first leg at the bridge. Yeah, we're playing what? first leg at the bridge. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We might even just play one at the bridge because we like you. No, we like we're, go- we're like going to beat them. Like I said, we, like we are going to qualify, them. but don't expect us to... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Chelsea wants you after the first leg to be, you know, have your heart, having hypertension after the first leg. <laughs> it's a Chelsea thing. second leg, you're not guessing yourself. What was what was the need of that trend? So that's how they do it. Then against Liverpool, you know, it's going to be very interesting because one thing about Chelsea is that they know how to turn it up. Like the occasion actually um uh, uh, determines how they step that like how to step when the occasion calls for it. So when I say a lot of things say, Oh, is this what we play against Liverpool, they will trash us at that. See, eh? it will shock you that they you see, the, even if it's love to cheek, you put in this, he will shock you that because they just know how to turn up in. And especially when, as, see, whenever I see, whenever Chelsea is playing an important game, what I look, the players I look to see, once I see Rudiger, Thiago Silva, Cesar Sliquenta, and Jorginho, like those guys, you might not like them, but trust me, they are leaders. Especially Rudiger and Caesar. Like, they know yeah. how to make it. So, that against Liverpool, yeah? Liverpool, truth is that one thing that Chelsea lacks this season, like, I watch football with my dad, and we agree that Chelsea lacks a magician. A magician that can just pull you out of fire single-handedly. We don't have that. Liverpool have got that in Mohamed Salah. City have got that in numerous players. Chelsea, we don't have it. Chelsea is always like a... a, a Tempted for us. There's no special player in Chelsea that you will say, oh, like when we had Hazard, game would be difficult and his individual brilliance with just We don't have any individual brilliance, so, so we do it together. Somehow I'm happy that we, we do it together. So when I see those guys in that Carabao Cup final, you know what? I can just be rest assured that even if we don't win it, we're going to put in a performance that you as a fan, you will not even be angry because you will see that these guys gave their best. But in that finals, it's going to be very, very close. It's going to be, you know, very, very close. And for Liverpool, the fact that they've got that man, Salah, see, I would just want our defenders to, you know, <laughs> and I just want to shout out to Thiago Silva, man. That guy is a rose room. He's everything. I am glad we got him. And when I hear Liverpool comparing Van Dijk and Thiago Silva, <laughs> I'm like, you lucky yourself that your best defender that you say is the best defender in the Premier League history, you're comparing him to a 38 year old defender. So, if there's a mm. comparison in the first, that means <laughs> you guys are lost. And I told them that in, in Thiago's prime, he was captaining AC Milan. Like, you all should just don't even get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> but then I'm just glad, you know, I'm happy that Thiago Silva mm-hmm. is. I'm glad we got him. 
I'm glad he's performing. He never puts in the wrong foot. That guy will play five games and just give like a quarter error. And whatever error it is, he yeah. makes up for it. So uh, that final against Liverpool very going to be very interesting. Going to be a very close game. Chelsea will step up to the plate, like, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm not. I'm not scared. Nothing. Dimeji, in regards to Adjo, I'm coming to you. But Dimeji, in regards to Thiago Silva, what does Amaka said? What do you think? How, why do you think Cristiano Ronaldo is declining and then Thiago Silva is increasing? I mean, yes, they're playing in different, different, different positions, but it's, it's simple for yeah. for Silva in that position. All you need is you are a competent defender anyway, so all you need is just the um experience you've got. And you know where to be at the right time. You know not to panic. You've seen it all in your life, so you don't panic. Even even if you're not going to run, you just need to run into a certain position, and you've covered almost all the goal. So for and that's not me like um, belittling what he's done. Um, for a 30 year old man to be in the Premier League, the fastest league in the world. And to be doing what he's doing, um, it's it's mind blowing. But I'm just saying, when it comes to positions, you cannot compare. Ronaldo has to has to carry the ball or has to be in a position where most of the defenders he's playing against are stronger than him, even though he thinks he's stronger than them. But you can the the bones are already getting weak, so you are always going to struggle against young defenders. Do you think it's too much of a step up for Ronaldo? Too much. I think Ronaldo should just be in Alilal or something, just getting there. <laughs> he's, he, he's not a midfielder. If it's even a 38 year old um, defensive midfielder can still cut it in the Premier League, you know, it's just about being where you need to be at the right time. At the right time. If you look at this guy, if you look at this guy in Wolves, Joao Moutinho. I think yeah. they're all the same age. Thiago Silva, Ronaldo, and Joao Moutinho. Yeah, but you can see he's performing. I mean, you will see him today against yeah. Leicester. Yeah, he's not injured, but he's performing. I said it, it's, it's your position. You cannot expect a 38-year-old winger to give the same thing as a 38-year-old uh, um, defensive move or a defender. He's not going... Uh, but, yeah, what Thiago Silva is doing at his age in this league the kind of fast-paced um, players that this league has um, is mind-blowing because you would expect people to just breeze past him, but no, he's always at the right place at the right time and um, he's not the one to panic. But yesterday, there was this um, this play that um, I think it was I that tried to press him and he just did yeah, once. I remember, was- I remember. And that was it. So he's not the one to pack. He's not the he's seen it all. So he, and I'm very sure he's happy to be at Chelsea because now Chelsea has helped him complete whatever he's been looking for. So. Yeah, in football. That's true, that's true. Let me come to Ajo. Ajo. Then I'll round it up for everybody. Ajo, are you there? I want to talk a little bit on the what he said. I know what he said about I think we should give them all the praise we do because most of the players retire at 35. They're playing to this age, uh, it's amazing. And you see, this the people that we need to look at the defender and the striker, they are to be, it's difficult at the same level. Thiago has to defend when the ball comes to the back there. And Renato has to score the ball is in front to score a movement. 
So the rest, the loose horse and the midfielders and the fullbacks. So I think it's a balance when it comes to how the any other person. Thiago has to defend when he has to defend. Thiago has to move his pace and score when he has to score. So they are doing very incredible for football. We should give them more applause. I, I watched a video of Thiago Silva. He has to sitting at home where after every game he needs to recover. And he can be in that machine and be watching matches from the Brazilian league. And he'll be in that, that, that machine for like two hours. I watched a video where the girl, the wife was like, once he gets out of the machine and come to the hall, you'll see the machine like trying to get fitness back. And after those recent, I saw a video of Ronaldo uh, in, in some ice cold house just trying to get fitness back. You see, so they are investing into their career. So they can play yeah. for 41 years, 42 years, and they will play for a very long time. And I think it's something that MPS can have to look up to very, very, very well. That's fair. Ajo, what was your favorite memory of, uh, of your favorite memory against um, Liverpool? Your worst and your favorite? I think my favorite was the Gerard slip. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then your worst. My worst. I've not really had a worst. When we were robbed against uh, the, the, the Champions League, is it this guy? The ghost goal. Yeah, the ghost goal. When we were robbed, the ghost goal. It was really painful. In one of the reasons why Mourinho never took us to a final for Champions League. That was a very. Uh huh. True, true. We would have definitely won it that year. So that was true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next game, I think we, I think we are the favorites. Because club will not play, uh, who will take to be to annoy Liverpool fans. He definitely plays front line that the top three, Salamani and Firmino or Jota or who are who you have. But I think he will play the second keeper and he will take the middle to to our advantage. And we have to win that three for the We don't really need it now because we can both we need to win it for Kante. I can complete football and make some record that nobody has done in England and in school. So I will, I will have to win that for I also see like so that game. That's the first time you're going to play a final. That's one now under pressure. I will need to start badly. We need to so badly. Like my, like an interfan will need to start to just feel himself. We don't, we don't need that kind of badly. So the money on that kind of is just doesn't big money. And the time we start to play the agent, the first time in that one, we don't so. Like victories for a tough final, we are so okay. Yeah. We enjoy the match very well. We are, we are very good here. Okay, let me come to Demi. Let me come to Amaka. Then I'll come to Demi to round up. Amaka, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, let me ask you the same question. What's your best and worst memory playing against Liverpool? What's your? Let me be your best and we'll go with your worst. My best and Okay. Which one? Dribbled and cutting and the goal that everybody had. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was an amazing goal. Yeah, true, true. true. I watched that goal go. They could, as in Mourinho would have seen history because we could have, we were on fire that season. That was, you know, my best also that Gerard sleep. I'm happy they didn't win the game. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Okay, so your worst is the, uh, the ghost goal. I think every Chelsea fan. Can I agree to that? Then Dimeji, what would you say? What was your your worst? Yeah, obvious, obvious, the, 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 the worst is obviously for every most Chelsea fans anyway. Uh greatest memory would be between um Jasper Gronker's goal that made Abramovich um buy the club because if we had not um, uh yeah, it's true. We had not qualified yeah. Uh, it was it would have been a shambles. You would have just bought Tottenham. So, <laughs> thank God for that. 
Um, it's between that and um, the goal that started all of this trophy of uh, Gerard's own goal in the League Cup final. Mm. I goal started everything that we have now. Obviously, Kev's mastered at the third goal, but then that own goal just just gave us... Now, it's because of that own goal that we have all oh, of this. Oh, okay. Mourinho's first... Mourinho's first... Uh, Mourinho's yeah, first, Mourinho's first, first yeah. trophy. So, it's between those two. Oh, I didn't get your worst now. Demiji, I didn't get your worst. Yeah, the worst is for everyone, obviously. The goals go, it shattered everyone. Because yeah, it wasn't yeah. the goal. Till today, I, I can't... It's not the goal, answer. right? In the era of goal line technology. Yeah, was, there was goal line technology, that wasn't the goal. True, true, true. Now, let me come to Amaka. Amaka, what do you think? Um, do you think Hazard should come back or should move on with his career? Oh, no. No, no, no. That ship has sailed. <laughs> so you're not part of the... Um, you're not part I am of the. To make that hazard is my boy. I'm not that skilled, and you know, I'm just not. Um, I love him so much. He was a very good player for us. Very selfless. Uh, he was one player that, anytime you called upon him, he was. He never. He was just that servant. Yeah, very selfless. Had he's a Chelsea legend. He is a Chelsea legend. So, for me. When we won the Champions League, won the Super Cup and the World, actually when we lifted the World uh, Club Cup, I actually tweeted that I feel so bad that Hazard is not here to, you know, lift all these trophies because he he's deserving of it. He should have more than hundred percent all these players. Yeah, he is deserving of it. <laughs> because he won the Europe, he won the Super Cup, but know that he's yet to win the Champions League in his career, and that's actually one of the reasons he joined Real Madrid. And you know, I just wish he was part of this history because he really deserves it. But to come back, there's really nothing that can contribute to this Chelsea team at this moment. Like his form has really he's he's not even if he was like maybe a twenty-eight, twenty-seven, I'll say, oh, by all means bring him back. The fact that he's young means we could still find some reading with him. But Hazard is not young anymore. As and I love you when players live as a as an I don't like people staining their legendary status. I don't want him to come back and not well and then and start to boo him or talk rubbish. So let's just look at that. You know, he's welcome to come back in any managerial whatever at any point. I wouldn't be mad. But as a player, now nah, he's he's over. That's that chapter is closed forever. So Dimeji, you are pro pro bring yeah. Hazard back. You, you know, you know me, you know where I stand, brother. <laughs> he's hundred percent better than every single attacker we have. Even if it's just to come back for to play ten minutes a game, <laughs> immediately. And also, I believe that there are some players that defeat a kind of league. I, I think some players they they uh they appreciate the chaos that Premier League has, and Hazard is one of them. He 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 is the is the type that um look at Coutinho immediately Coutinho came back he was like yeah fish in the water again and it's the Premier League some players appreciate that chaos and I think Azad loves Premier League and because of what he can do personally just my own sentimental reasons I would have him back immediately I'll pay his fee even <laughs> but why do you think he left because I feel he left at the wrong time like. He left, like Amaka said, he left to go and win Champions League. I, I feel if I he stayed, he, he gave us he gave us extra two years because he was supposed to go a long time. 
and he gave to you. Everybody knew he was leaving after that um, Europa League final. It was like it was written. Even when we spent, when he scored that winning penalty against um, uh, Frankfurt, um, I remember Ben Andrews um, saying that that's his final kick at Stamford Bridge because it was it wasn't it wasn't as if it wasn't as if um it was it was hidden it was open but you know, after that final it was like yeah that's just it and he gave he he he, he, he served as well it was like seven years that's a long time to be at one club especially Eddie Nazareth he was wanted worldwide and um, even before we signed him he, it was you could know how many people were in for his signature and he still does he could have left when he had a bad season in 2016 or something still, still stayed it's just because of the way I like him and because I think right now forget what he's doing at Real Madrid he's 100% better than what we have maybe apart from ZH's form right, right now but the rest policy Odoi Venom <laughs> Havertz okay just the final this is the final question now let me start with Adjo Adjo can you hear me yeah, I can hear you. Okay. On hazard? No, no, not even, okay, not even hazard, but in terms of like, I want to ask a question away from Chelsea now. Just a, a footballing, footballing question. I, Mbappe, do you think, I heard that Mbappe is getting, PSG offered Mbappe a £1 million salary. Do you think that should be accepted or it should be cancelled? But I say for the sake of football, do you think it should be accepted? Do you think he should accept it or should go to Madrid? Because if he accepts it now, it feels like, you know, every player will be re- demanding for something close to that and it will just destroy football. What do you think? Any player who can play like him will demand that. But if you can't play like him, he demands that. And that boy is bent on going to Madrid. So, here they are trying or whatever they can to keep him at the club. And it will be difficult because it will be a win for Perez at the end because this guy wants to play for Madrid. That's what he has dreamt of. I'm just hoping... Uh, you end up like Hazard after dreaming and going there, but it doesn't look like it will happen like that. Well, that guy is built differently. He's young, he, but he but hardly gets injured. He has energy. He will give you with strength and will go, will move with the ball. He's a different machine. Yes. Against, I think before a game against four two, I had such a game, and people were telling me that ah, because I'm a Hazard boy, I didn't get Hazard. I want to I feel I want to move back to Chelsea. It's not, it's not possible in Ghana here. I'm like, okay. Cool. <laughs> so, okay. In that to Madrid will happen. Yeah, no matter what they will do, I think you will go to Madrid this summer because you go for free and take all the money. Okay. okay. Amaka, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Mbappe got offered a one million pound contract this week. What do you think? Like do you think he should accept it or he just moved to Madrid? Yeah, nobody's worth that much money. Mm. Of course, Oga. You better collect that money and let's better our life because I don't know what <laughs> you're thinking about. But truth is, for f- in football, that is outrageous because we see players now just... I loved it when football was just for the football reasons. Players wanting yeah. to play, showing us their talent, you know, in the times uh-huh. of Ronaldo and Zizou and um, the rest of them. But now some players are just moved by the money. Most of them were on the bench than go to where they will get playing time just because of money and truth is I don't blame them because you look at footballers their life um, their career span is not that long as a footballer there's only few that are lucky to have like a long 
career, you know, span like Lampard, Terry, Ronaldo, Messi. You could just count footballers that had a very good, solid, you know, consistent football, you know, lifespan that lasted 10 years, years. Others might just play five years and then they go under the radar. Nobody hears of them. So that's why most footballers now try to grab all the money they can while they can. Because <laughs> yeah. once no longer relevant as a footballer, once your form drops, clubs are not going for you. And the clubs are going for you. You'll be taking, you know, your salary will be slashed. You're not making money. And we know once you retire from football, that money stops coming. Unlike a civil servant that even when you retire, they keep paying you or a businessman, you know. But these people with their career, there's a time frame to it. So they're trying to get all the money they can while they still can. So you see the likes of Popova, Rudiger, holding on for that last B because the likes of Rudiger and Popova now, whatever contract they're going to get is going to be their last big contract. Rudiger is already, Popova is already 28. So contract they get their last big contract. So they're trying to and you know get all they can because once they retire, the football money stops coming and we know that this their salary is like arm robber salary. So but when <laughs> is over. They now have to start, you know, that's why I'm an advocate for footballers being around people that really do care about them, not just the men that are always there to answer them, yes, sir, because of what they are bringing, but be around people that really do care about you, that would advise you. Saha, that plays for that played for Everton, actually was talking about his divorce and all that, and talking about how footballers, immediately they retire, give it another one, they divorce because their wives, especially if you married a woman, they call them wag, wives and girlfriends yeah, of football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, just there for the luxury, for the lifestyle, the fame. So once you stop playing football and it looks like you're not relevant anymore, they look for the next sports star, a, a footballer, a tennis player, a basketballer, because they, they constantly want that, you know, stardom and celebrity and luxury life. So it's better as a footballer as in to make sure you are surrounded by people who genuinely care about you, who could advise you, invest your money, you know, make sure you're investing well. And so for this Kylian Mbappe thing, mm-hmm. on a personal note, if he was related to me, of course, yes. But just to make sure people doesn't go crazy, I think this is not a good idea because right now, I'll find people like Haaland, you know, all of those players too that are equally good, now demanding ridiculous, in fact, they're already demanding ridiculous yeah, prizes. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. what uh, someone like Asen Wenger tried to fight, you know, getting to that point where uh, 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 players will cost insane money, their wages will be insane. So I think there should be a regulatory body for salaries, for you know, financial fair play has to come into you know, come into it now because there's no way. I don't. No matter what you're playing, you shouldn't be earning that kind of money. It doesn't make sense at all. So maybe they're doing it so that he doesn't go to Real Madrid or whatever it is. But it's ridiculous. It is really I agree. ridiculous. I agree. I agree. On that note, we will end the podcast. So thank you guys for being here. Dimeji, Ajo, and Amaka. We hope to have you guys soon again. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Essentially Blue podcast. And we're looking forward to the matches during the week. Yeah, it was good to have you guys.